Hello, friends and listeners. Welcome to Truth, Lies, and Alibis, the true crime podcast from three friends sharing their perspectives from having years of 911 dispatching experience. Episode 26, Owls and Affairs Part 2. In this week's episode, Brittany and I conclude our discussion about Kathleen Peterson's death, the similarities to the death of Elizabeth Ratliff, Michael Peterson's trial, and the unique theories that have gained popularity over the years. And some of the stuff that I've seen, his brother comes on and he's like, oh yeah, we all knew that he liked men too. Which it's like, they kind of go over it so much because that's the prosecution's motive, they say. But it's not the only motive that they had, right? They also yeah. have this financial motive and the fact that Kathleen felt like she had all this pressure. And he's just this author who lost a lot of support after it came out that he lied. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So where's where's all his money coming from? Because writers don't make a lot of money unless they, like, write Twilight or Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Yeah. He also talked about how the Petersons were worth $1.5 million, even with all their debts, and that the financial issues weren't as extreme as prosecutors had alleged. He would say she was on various medications for an injury that she had had at the family pool a month before her death. Apparently, she hurt her neck, and that's why she was on the Valium. And he would again say, oh, that's what happened. He kept pointing to that. On October 19th of 2003, after four days of deliberation, the jury ruled that Michael Peterson was guilty of the murder of Kathleen Peterson. Michael was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole. And he turned to his children at like the trial and said it would be okay when the judge asked if he had anything to say. Not like, I'm sorry, I miss her or... What did he say about Kathleen? He calls her name in his heart. Yeah, he didn't say, Kathleen, I call your name in my heart. No, he did not say any of that. He didn't cry. He actually smiled at his children and he kept, like, Ah, super calm. Creepy. Which I know we can't, like, I don't know what I would do in that. I mean, I, I think I know what I would do in that situation. I think I'd be freaking the fuck out, right? But... I know we're not supposed to, like, judge people because we never know, like, how we would react if we were in that situation. Blah, 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 blah. One, I wouldn't be in that situation because I I wouldn't murder someone. But two, I think I would be like, my life is over. And if I really hadn't killed my wife, I would want to know what happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kathleen's sister, Candace, was happy they got justice, but said, there is no joy in this. There's just great sadness. The mm-hmm. Peterson children sold the family home and visited Michael in prison whenever they could. It's actually kind of sad if you watch their interviews, especially the girls who are adopted, how much they support him. Even in the show, it's like the kids kind of try to talk about Michael's like lying and Michael's like affairs like it was normal. Mm. I know I said like a lot there, but I, <laughs> it's just weird. It's really strange when you watch it. You're just kind of like, what am I watching? Like, you can kind of tell they don't really believe what they're saying. Mm -hmm. And to kind of put on a show because they know everyone's watching. And so they are saying this stuff, but I don't know if they really believe it. But because there's this camera in their home and this documentary, they just want people so badly to believe that their dad didn't do it. And I think... Mm -hmm. It's because they don't want to lose another parent, which I understand. But at the same time, my mama saw, like, he murdered people. In October of 2002, Kathleen's daughter, Caitlin, filed a wrongful death claim against Peterson. In 2006, he filed for bankruptcy, and Caitlin objected to this. And in 2007, they settled on a wrongful death suit for $25 million, which she will probably never see. No. 
In April of 2006, Peterson filed an appeal. The Court of Appeals rejected his arguments and said the evidence was fairly admitted and that although there were defects in the search warrant, it had no effect on the defense. The ruling wasn't unanimous, so Peterson appealed to the North Carolina Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court accepted the case, and on September 10th, 2007, oral arguments were heard. However, in November, they ruled that the Court of Appeals decision should be affirmed, and at this time, all of his appeals were exhausted. So you think that this story's over, you think he's just going to go away, right? On November 12th, 2008, Peterson's new attorney filed a motion for a new trial on three grounds. Prosecutors had withheld exculpatory evidence related to the blowpoke and the SBI's misconduct, Special Agent Dwayne Deaver. So they bring him into it. One of Michael's neighbors, who was also an attorney, had also come up with a theory of his own, the infamous owl theory. He alleges that an owl attacked Kathleen and tore her scalp in a manner that would be consistent with the wounds on Kathleen's head. What? <laughs> what? I love your faces. I wish everyone could see your faces. What? Yeah, this is like really well known and people talk about it all the time. And some people actually think that it is true. Apparently, owl attacks had been a common thing in the Peterson neighborhood. A surveillance (laughs) camera even caught an owl attack on video prior to this attack. And in the evidence collected from the crime scene, two bird feathers were found in the bloody hair. Two tiny bird feathers. Which but like, they also said that she was outside by the pool earlier. Yeah, which I'm like, she was out by the pool. And also, does she have like a a down comforter? Or You know, there are things, these small feathers could have come. Also, how did the bird get in and out? So this is what they say. Because there's blood outside, they say she was attacked outside and then ran inside and tried to go up the stairs and fell. Which I don't understand at all. Because if something attacked my head he and I was bleeding. Owl? Yeah. How did he not hear her yelling because if someone's attacked and they're screaming yeah but apparently people believe this is real there's whole reddit threads about it people actually think people believe that- anything is real <laughs> i mean that's people true believe anything. if i ever if i ever go off the deep end and i snap i'm gonna say an owl did it whatever i do <laughs> an owl did it I didn't crash my car. It was an owl. I didn't rob the bank. It was an owl. It was an <laughs> owl. Owls robbing banks is very common in this part of the country. <laughs> I didn't push that person. It was an owl. In the Dateline episode, I saw it. the guy who is in the surveillance video walking next to the guy who gets attacked by the owl says that, like, a week later, he also gets attacked by an owl and has a cut on his face and stuff, but there's no, like, pictures or medical... Like, they don't show any pictures or medical documents that back this up. So who knows if it's true, right? But someone actively... An attorney, I add. I don't know what kind of attorney he is. Like, maybe he's an animal rights attorney. And No, because then he would be against blaming the owl if he was an animal rights attorney. True. He'd be like, like, don't blame the owl. It was Michael Peterson. Yeah. (laughs) But he put a lot of time into it. Like, a lot of time into it. And actively goes around telling people that he thinks Kathleen was murdered by an owl. Many people are skeptical about this theory and ask why Michael didn't hear Kathleen yelling when attacked. Yeah, put me in that list of people that are skeptical (laughs) of the owl murderer. (laughs) I am guessing it's probably a very long list. 
They also wonder why there wasn't more of a blood trail from outside to where Kathleen's body was found, if, in fact, she had been <laughs> savagely attacked by an owl. Wait, did an owl mur- <laughs> murder that lady in Germany, too? Is it the same owl? It's been haunting him the entire time. <laughs> Maybe it was Michael Peterson dressed up like an owl that attacked him. Oh my god. He- <laughs> That's, that was what his real... Uh, affair was he's going to furry <laughs> conventions dressed as an owl and she found out so yeah that's was, why there she was, was the, killed by an owl that's why there was the the feathers in her hair <laughs> see i told you i should be a detective <laughs> they actually filed a new appeal citing the owl evidence as reason for a new trial in August 2010 an investigation was done on sbi agent Dwayne deaver the investigation led to the suspicion of the SBI analyst, Deaver was fired in 2011 after investigators found that he had falsely represented evidence in 34 cases. So basically, he had kind of made up evidence. He also was a liar and testified that he had been involved in hundreds of investigations, had written hundreds of reports, and that he had been to several false scenes which, in fact, was not true. This was the first fall scene he had been to, and he had also lied about his experience and his education. He was a, like, blood splatter analyst, kind of. He was supposed okay. to be an expert witness. An expert. All of his expertise people, was lied about. People not check people's credentials. Like That's not. I, and also, like, I, how do you think you can lie about something so important? I Where do people take the turn... From, like, little white lies to extreme, outrageous owl lies. I do they take that turn? This makes me, like, tired. <laughs> it's a lot. There's so much stuff in this case. <laughs> Videos came out to show that he had done multiple experiments to confirm the suspicions that Michael had beaten Kathleen to death. So, basically, he made a bunch of videos until one of the videos matched up with what he was saying happened. It came out that he had lied in a case of Greg Taylor, a North Carolina resident, who had spent 17 years in prison on a murder conviction that he didn't commit, based on this evidence. Another question is, how do they sleep at night? We come back to this again. Yeah, but I don't... On December 16th, 2011, Peterson was released from the Durham County Jail on a $300,000 bail and was placed under house arrest with a tracking anklet while he awaited the new trial. The SBI... Blood analyst would obviously not be testifying in this trial because he's a liar. And the male escort wouldn't testify either, as the judge ruled the emails between them had been found in a way that wasn't approved through the search warrant. This left prosecutors with just the Emmy ruling and the crime scene pictures. The new trial was scheduled for spring of 2017. Peterson was offered a plea deal, but he refused to admit his guilt. And as the new trial approached, Michael reconsidered a plea deal. He told Dateline he rethought this because of his children and grandchildren and all the time he had already missed with them. He would agree to an Alfred plea, which, according to Cornell Cornell Law School... Oh my god. An Alfred plea deal is also known as a best interest plea. It registers a formal admission of guilt towards charges in the criminal court while the defendant simultaneously expresses their innocence towards those same charges. Like the similar NOLO contender plea and Alfred plea skips the full process of a criminal trial because the defendant agrees to accept all the ramifications of a guilty verdict. So basically, an Alfred plea is where a defendant doesn't admit guilt but admits there's enough evidence 
to be found guilty. So basically, he admits that there's enough evidence to find him guilty, but he won't admit that he actually killed her. Which, in in the past, like other cases, which we will probably cover eventually, they've used the Alfred plea, but mostly it's because people who have been in prison so long, and they know they're innocent, but they also know that the prosecutors don't want to admit that they made this mistake, right? They usually accept an Alfred plea so that they can get out, or they're offered an Alfred plea by the prosecution. I don't know why he was offered an Alfred plea, to be honest with you. Like, he'd already been found guilty. It's... It's weird, right? Yeah. Basically, he pleads guilty and he's set free. The judge sentences him to a maximum of 86 months in prison with credit for a time that he already served. Because he had already served 98.5 months, he did not get additional prison mm-hmm. time. So he just basically gets to walk out of there free. Kathleen's sister got to give a victim representative statement where she told Michael that he would forever be treated as guilty. And she says it is not perfect justice, but justice. And that's a quote. The Peterson children did say that this plea allows them the opportunity to grieve the death of Kathleen Peterson together and lets their dad return home. To which I say, what about Kathleen's daughter? Yeah. And that is the case of the murder of Kathleen Peterson by her husband, Michael Peterson, not the owl, but the man. So he's he's out. He's out free, walking around. He is 78 years old. Mm. And it's really weird because I'm going to show you these pictures of Kathleen Peterson. And then look at Elizabeth Ratliff. Do they not look like the same people? They're very like, similar look, looking. Yeah. That's Elizabeth. Yeah, that's... Wow. That is, that they could be related. That's very weird. <laughs> and I know there's, like, theories that maybe he was having an affair with Elizabeth. And I don't know. There, If you go down the, the Reddit rabbit hole enough, you find theories on everything. But there's theories that he had, like, had an affair. Yes. <laughs> so because of how crazy this case is, right? There's been lots of television and radio and movies on the case, including The Staircase, which you can find on Netflix. Do they take any specific side on it? Like, are they, is it a, it kind like, of tr- is his... it a true crime documentary or is it like a fictionalization? It is. Okay. So The Staircase, like the documentary series that you can watch on Netflix, Basically follows the whole trial. And it even shows his team coming up. There is this one scene that I will never forget, right? They put paper on the wall and they start writing, like, the good things about their case and the bad things. And they just keep filling it up and they keep putting paper on the wall. It's crazy. It is really good if if you like that stuff, right? But they do go into detail about the owl. They kind of show the mostly the defense's side. Because they follow mm-hmm. him. There's Forensic Files covers it in a novel idea. That's the name of the episode. There's a cold case. There's a New Detectives, an American Justice. Dominic Dune's Power, Privilege, and Justice, which I've never heard about, covers it. True Crime with Aphrodite Jones, which is on Investigation Discovery. I like that show. She also wrote a movie called The Staircase Murders. Uh, Stairway to Hell on The Devil You Know. Dayline NBC's episode, Reversal of Fortune. So quite a bit. Another, 
Yeah, and another Dateline episode, Down the Back Staircase, which I think is after the first episode is before all the appeals, and the second one is after all the appeals, which I watched. Um, Trial and Error, season one. There's an episode loosely based on that. Voids, part one and two on Silent Witness, which loosely based on that because it is a little bit crazy that this guy has one wife and one could be girlfriend at the bottom of the stairs. The mm-hmm. HBO Max dramatized miniseries, The Staircase, which is the one I was telling you about. Um, mm-hmm. It's new. I've heard lots of good things about it. There's also multiple podcasts and radio episodes yeah. that covered it. Yeah. There's lots of books about it. It's been covered a lot. But I find that more people think that he is guilty than innocent. It does seem to feel that way, right? Especially with the... Again, I'm going to say it for like the fifth episode. I don't believe in coincidences. I don't. I don't. So the fact mm-hmm. that in the in his past, he was the last person to see this other woman who, quote unquote, fell down the stairs and had seven, the same number of slashes on her head. It's no, like. It doesn't happen. Unless it's the vengeful owl. Which I believe even less because owls are cool and people are less so. Especially cheating husbands. For the record, in case anybody thinks it, I'm not saying that owl attacks don't happen. Owl attacks definitely happen. I'm saying that the owl, that an owl attack did not kill this woman. (laughs) It's not. No. The owl just swooped down and tried to carry her away and sliced up her head. She's, like that's she's not a chihuahua. No, that's more likely to happen. This yeah. website says often victims escape without injury and deaths from owl, attack, owl attacks are extremely rare. So less rare than being murdered than husbands by your husband. killing you. <laughs> There's definitely a trend that we've seen about. You know, different episodes and stuff that we, over the stuff that we've covered, but it, especially the the people that are like the big liars, right? The ones that make these absolutely ridiculous lies. It's like that's something that's easily found out. Like, like it's that's what I was it, saying. How do they think that these big lies they can actually get away with them? Yeah, it's like what in their military brain clicks. Yeah, military awards, like, do you just think everybody's going to believe you and nobody's going to check in on that? Like, military awards are something that that are documented, you know? Like, it's not just like, oh, yeah, well, I have these for this reason. It's I. Yeah, it's not something they don't track. They don't just hand out the medals and be like, here you go and pat you on the head and send you on your way. Good job. But it's like, we've seen, it's the ones that that have a fondness for that fictionalization the ones that write the books, like that that lady that killed her husband and then wrote that blog post about it, where they have these, like, huge fantastical ideas and they, like, build – like, they are their own protagonist. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh, well, I don't have to, like – I don't have to worry about it. I'm going to be fine. Like, it's going to work out fine. Like, even in media, the suspect – is the bad guy. You know what I mean? Like, unless Mm -hmm. there's niche areas in media in which you get that different point of view, but mass media is, you know, 
Voldemort's the bad guy, even though Voldemort doesn't think he's the bad guy. <laughs> and he also, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't seen the last Harry Potter, he dies in the end. He doesn't get away <laughs> with it. Like, the bad guy is the bad guy, and the bad guy doesn't get away with it. So these people that are out there, like, being the protagonists of their own fictions, it's like, you like books so much that you're writing them, but then you also know how narration works. <laughs> yeah, and they offer too much. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in his 911 call, when he offered up that neighborhood they were in, and oh, we were drinking wine and then she walked inside and she must have fallen down the stairs because she did this and this and this. Well, and it's almost like that, especially I could see, again, this is just speculation and me like, you know, throwing around my own theories since everybody can have one. Mine doesn't include an owl, but, you know, he knew that she was on this medication. So maybe he was the one that poured her the glass of wine that knew Mm -hmm. that it was going to make it worse because she would be that level of an intoxication would be heightened so she'd put up less of a fight because, like, he knew that this was the plan that he was going to go through with. And he knew that, okay, I, like, I'm going to plan the evening so when it comes down to it, I'm not technically lying. That's how the evening went. Yeah. I don't think we're ever going to know for certain what actually happened and what the motive was. But I, my theory, I think that's... I never thought about how he probably knew she was on that medicine and was like, here, drink some more wine. Like, maybe he planned it out, or or maybe she did find the emails and she wasn't okay with it. Or maybe she was at a point where she was like, I'm tired of picking up the slack for you all the time. I don't want to have to pay for you anymore. And he had already yeah. lost all this support, right? He'd already lost those prideful people who, when something happens and people see them in a bad light, And that's all they care about is the way they look to other people. She was going to leave him. And that would be another Mm -hmm. thing that would make people be like, oh, maybe there's something wrong with Michael. Because, right, he had this public outing that he lied about his medals and all this stuff. Well, maybe he didn't want people to know that he was maybe he was horrible. Maybe she didn't want to be married to him anymore. And she didn't like having to pay for everything and maybe she was gonna tell everyone that he was bisexual and he didn't want everyone to know maybe he thought that people would see him differently which shouldn't even be a thing right no yeah and it came out eventually anyways so if that was his motive guess what people know that you like men and women big deal you're not special there's a lot of people exactly (laughs) well also like the motive thing is what's weird too because then what was his motivation with Elizabeth? Because they weren't married. Unless, like I said, they were having an affair and she was like maybe threatening to go public with it or I don't know. That's true. Yeah. Maybe he wanted the girls, which is also very weird. Who knows? That is weird. And maybe he also didn't want another divorce because he'd already had a divorce. Who knows? People do some weird shit because they think that it's going to ruin their image. What's it called? Yeah. Like, honestly, who gives a fuck what people think about you? But a lot of people actually. Too really many do. people and do. And they have this yeah. weird idea of what people are going to think is right and what people are going to think is wrong. He could have said, fuck it. I don't care what people think. And he could have been with a woman who been with a dude. Mind if he had a. Yeah, or been with a dude, but who maybe wouldn't have minded that they had a side piece. 
But no, he yeah. probably lied to these women. He married them and didn't tell them the truth of who he was. And it ended in murder. Thank you for listening. Additional information for each case can be found on our website, truthliesandalibis.buzzsprout.com. New episodes will be uploaded every Monday. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at truthliesandalibis.com.